I'm Mel Stewart, and this is the Swim Siren Podcast. Joining me today, we have Renata Porter. She's back. She's the founder of YourSportsResource.com, and she's the perfect person to talk to as we roll into the holidays and transition from the fall winter into 2023. Uh, I love that this podcast is coming at a, a, you know, around the holidays because um, it's resolution time. And yes. uh, may, maybe you can, maybe you'll, you'll lead into this a little bit, but uh, let me give you some background on Renata first and your sports resource. She's a swim uh, business expert with a focus on youth sport clubs. Her company provides actionable guidance and support, helping swim clubs shift from an old mindset to running the club as the business that it is, which I love. This is so topical right now. into the new year. I make new year's resolutions. I'm that guy. I, I do it as a moment to reset and set goals. I think if you're a coach or if you're a swim club board, your resolution for 2023 might be to build a little more trust. Yes. Uh, the, the question is, how do you do that? And so that's a broad question to start out yeah. with, but I'm just going <laughs> to lay it in your lap and say, how do you, how okay. do, you do that, Renata? <laughs> I think there's, um, there's quite a few factors to it. And some are, you know, uh, common sense and some are digging deeper and um, sometimes doing the things that don't feel natural or that you want to do, you know? So if I were to start with the common sense, it would be really ensuring that the board and the staff have their roles and responsibilities. And I know that's boring. And, um, but I think, it provides so much clarity as to, you know, because if you don't, everybody walks in with assumptions, right? I think the board should do this. I think the board president is responsible for this, or I think the head coach should be doing this. And then that way, when everything's lined out, there's absolute clarity on whose role is what. Even deeper than that, though, I think that you have to build out from the roles and responsibilities. The board has to really decide how they want to lead. And I think sometimes when you have, you know, the nature of the business, when you have a rotating board every few years, excuse me, um, they, you know, you get a new mindset on how you want to lead. So I think if we can, the current board can establish the right way that they want to lead. And I'll get into that in a second and what I mean, but I think that just sets the groundwork for future boards, right? And what I mean by that is, are you going to be an engaged board or are you going to be a dictatorial board, right? Are you going to pull the head coach in um, and ensure that they are part of the decision process? You know, maybe they don't have the final say, but shouldn't you make well-informed decisions by having their engagement and having their involvement? And I know that kind of goes back and forth. I've, I've worked with clubs to where... Um, they're fully engaged with their head coach and it works really well. I have clubs where it's kind of, there's no relationship, right? Or I have clubs that, you know, boards that want to be engaged with their head coach and the head coach is just overwhelmed and it's way too much, right? So 
in any of that, you have to figure out how not only roles and responsibilities and expectations, but you also have to figure out how you as a board are going to lead and engage your head coach. And not only your head coach, you might also have your um, swim lessons director if you're big enough, right? So that's a whole separate side of your business. And they too need that dynamic of relationship and engagement and how you're going to lead as a club. So that's the simple, like straightforward how do you start by building trust is first of all, you need clarity on who is actually doing what instead of making assumptions. When you say defined roles, it's, uh, I, I do think about our own experience at Swim Swam and everyone has defined roles. I have the title of CEO, but I don't have uh, authority on the editorial side. I don't have authority when it comes to um, the exact insurance policy we're going to have or publication yeah. attorney we're going to use. And I rely on people with who are focused on that. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, it's been very effective. It, uh, but it seems like in any organization, there's always that one person and they are, they want to get their fingers into everything. And it's, um, it, it becomes very chaotic. Yeah. When you, when you say that you want to, uh, a board, you know, a board has to decide who they're going to be and how they're going to manage and how they're going to play their role. Right. It makes me wonder, and it's, I feel like there's a philosophy and a mission statement that has to be, they have, there's got to be a guideline. There has to be, we have to go back to the constitution. Do you work with clubs on building that out? Yeah, sometimes, you know, and it's usually not something they engage me to do. It might be through that uh, organizational design work that they engage me. And I usually push back on them on going, what kind of board do you want to be? I mean, do you want to be a command and control or do you want to be, um, you know, completely hands off, which both of them, to my mind, to my mind are wrong, right? So, um, but I usually go that route to get an understanding, you know, and then when we get when we get to the point to where I have their desire, then I try to match it up with, OK, so how are you actually behaving? And then we do the mapping of, OK, so what does that mean? That's not actually aligning. So what has to shift? What has to change? What's the terminology you're using? Why is this happening? And then we try to like I try to kind of give those real world examples of okay, but if you want to lead in this way, then you can't behave in this way. This might be a better way to handle this situation. You know, and, you know, obviously as a consultant, all I can do is advise, right? There, everybody owns their own behaviors. And, and some boards are all in, you know, they want to hear it and they understand the correction and they, um, they grab hold of it and they try to do better because they know in the end game, it makes a better environment for the organization, a better culture for the organization, you know, and summer, thank you very much. We're just going to continue doing whatever the hell we want to (laughs) do. So I imagine when you're a coach and you feel like you have to navigate a board, you're always, there's always, there, there, some people have fantastic advice and wisdom and guidance, things you mm-hmm. can't see because you're, you're so stuck on your path. Right. But you know, they say it to you in such a way that you're, you are going to do the opposite. And I have a sneaking suspicion this, this happens a whole lot on swim club boards. Yeah. When swim club boards are guiding a coach or supporting yes. a coach. Yes. And that's because people come in with their preconceived ideas of how to lead an organization. Well, let me back up. A lot of times, (laughs) a lot of times the boards are not skilled. 
Okay. That doesn't mean that I have, haven't met with quite a few boards that do have a pretty skilled um, skilled board. Okay. But I would say probably eight times out of 10, they are people who just want to do the best thing for the organization and really don't have a whole lot of leadership capabilities or other skill sets that the board needs, depending on the role. Right. So I think because you bring on people who may not be so skilled and have that real world experience of true leadership of running a business and not, you know what I'm saying? And, and what that takes, because it's a broader leadership position than it is just managing that coach or that lessons director or whatever it is. But when they don't have that experience, well, then that's where the breakdown is because they make assumptions. They also don't have the institutional knowledge that maybe the head coach has or the lessons director has, right? I mean, part of building that trust too is, you know, there's, there's two sides of it, right? You have to allow them to own their role. You have to allow them to make decisions that they think are in the best interest of the organization within the construct of their role. Um, but you also can't be afraid of holding them accountable. There's a really delicate balance there. But you have to make sure that the accountability side's not a power trip and a finger wag and it's truly because the decision or the behavior may not have been in the best interest of the organization. And then how you handle that accountability is truly what solidifies trust. And I can walk through an example, I guess, if you want me to. Stick a pen in an example. <laughs> you might have one in mind. I just, I just want to, I just want to, there, there's an elephant in the room. Yeah. And the elephant room, I, I feel is kind of obvious to anybody who's, who's part of the swimming family. How often do we have board members who are are there for the best, you know, they're in the position as a volunteer for the best interest of the, of the entire club, mm -hmm. but their agenda is their child. Yeah. And, 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 and those, those two agendas don't, don't dovetail. Right. Well, I think there's, um, I think we touched on this last time we talked, but I think that everybody comes into every role even in your house, between your role, between you and your partner, right? We all have assumptions about what I'm supposed to do as a wife and what my husband is supposed to do as a husband, right? So everybody sees things from their own perspective, right? So let's just say that right from the forefront. I don't think any volunteer steps up to be on the board because they want to make sure. I mean, there may be, but I think it's a very small percentage of, of people who step up to work on the board are only there to um, to ensure the best outcome for their own child. Now, they will look at that and they have that perspective, right, um, of they do care. It's kind of hard not to care about your kid in that. So. When I say that they need to be able to think broader and for the best outcome of the organization, that's the goal and the intent. And to recognize that there are going to be times that you have a bias, but be strong enough to go, I have a bias. I'm going to call this out. And if I need to remove myself from this decision-making process, then that's what I need to do, right? And it may be that as you you know, strengthen that um, your own accountability muscle of recognizing when you're not making decisions that are in the best interest of the organization because you're too like you're too jaded because you know that it affects your kids group okay but i think when you're in that board role i mean those 
those kind of decisions are very far and few in between. Overall, you're making decisions on how to use the budget. You know, when should um, go finding pools? You, you know, I mean, they're bigger, broader things. Do we have enough money to replace the pump? I mean, those are the decisions that they're really trying to make, right? So I don't want to say that they're they're always clouded or biased by their own child, but nobody can walk into a position, even in our personal lives, without some sort of our own personal bias of what we think and feel about the situation. It's being able to recognize that you're doing that and what to do about that is what makes you a more trustworthy individual. And that goes with the coach as well, or the lessons director as well. You know, they have to own their own biases as well. Biases are one thing. And then <laughs> this funky thing with, with, with human beings is that oftentimes we just don't say what we need or what is yeah. needed. Um, we have an ability, we have this inability to be precise, maybe because we're trying to preserve egos or maybe we're, we're dancing around a topic, but oftentimes, you yeah. know, I, I feel like a board needs to be specific. Yeah. And uh, I'm wondering how transparent and honest both sides, the coach side and the board side. I'm, I'm wondering if it, within your experience, you found some, some breakdowns there. Yeah, absolutely. I think that was the next step I was going to get to where there's a bit more of a nuance. It's not as straightforward as roles and responsibilities, right? I think that you know, building that muscle of being transparent is very hard for people. Okay. And then oftentimes the way we say things puts people off, right? So you have to make sure that you say something, you know, I, I think, I think in terms of what you say in here is in, is in the form of positive intent, right? I'm saying something because I believe it's in the best interest of whatever, my club, this group, whatever. Um, and I'm hearing what someone else is saying because they are saying something because it's in the best interest of the organization. So I think transparency cannot happen unless you're willing to listen, right? And then when transparency does happen and you trust that you can have an open and honest conversation and not get all riled up and feel like you're being attacked and, you know, all that, if you get rid of all that emotion that just clouds all judgment, okay, and then work together to come together on a decision. And that doesn't mean that every decision is going to benefit both sides. Sometimes the board has to make hard decisions, right? And sometimes it may be, okay, we know this is wrong, um, but the but the coach is so headstrong about it. And he believes, and he has eloquently stated the benefits and not just said, because I want to, <laughs> like a child, and has actually outlined, this is why I want to do this. This is the benefits that it brings. This is the support I need and has outlined it all. And if they don't agree with it, but they want to support and let him or her own their role, then let them go do it. You, The board may be pleasantly surprised, right? Or the board may have an accountability conversation on the other side or in the middle they may go okay we like point a b and d but point c we believe is going to cause issues we would like for you to mitigate this by doing x y or z right so offer solutions don't just sit there and combat each other and all of this sounds like such common sense but what's the most like one of the most common sayings ever is common sense doesn't equal common practice why don't we practice this type of behavior I, I, I'm, I'm wondering how often, I'm, I'm wondering how often it's, it, it, you know, it's, you step into a situation and you're trying to assess 
how to uh, derive efficiency and productivity, yes. positive outcomes. And I right. wonder how oftentimes it's uh, you step into it and you're like, you know what, this is really a, a coach issue or this is really a board issue. Yeah. Is it uh, in, in within the swimming community, particularly in the United States, is it, you know, what, what do you encounter? Is it, is it every different iteration? And it's a mixed bag. It's, a mixed it's bag. really a mixed bag. But I think it all does come down to the fact of they're not able to meet and understand how they're going to work together. And unfortunately, I believe the board sets tone on that. I think the board has to decide on how they're going to lead. Right. And if they are not able to uh, rebuild the bonds of trust because for whatever reason that it's broken, right, then, you know, there's steps that have to happen. But I, th I do think there's a lot of coaches that have had so many horrible experiences that they come in with their own bias that this is never going to work. I hate working at a, a at a club, uh, at a board run club. Well, then don't go work at a board run club. Like get over yourself. Right. So I'm sorry, that's going to come off really rude, but you either have ownership in your role in the job that you've taken and own it, or you go start your own club or, you know, buy out another club or I don't know, work for, you know, another coach owned club if you don't want to be a head coach, but there's options. I said, the biggest thing that I see that I get disappointed in is that there's a lot of complaining about boards and a lot of coaches not taking ownership for their own behavior. And it's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. And I know it's hard. And I know that, you know, not all the responsibility is sits with them on building that relationship. I, again, I, I fully believe that the board owns the responsibility on how they're going to lead and being very transparent in that activity. But that also means in support of letting the coach own their role, good, bad, or ugly, um, pointing out any mitigations if you feel like they're heading down the road, you know, for a bad decision. But without trust, you wouldn't even know that they were heading down the road for a bad decision. And I think that's the biggest thing, right? So I think, you know, where I strive to get clubs excuse me, where I get clubs, where I strive to get them to is that they have such a good relationship that the board or the head coach, either side can say, I'm making this decision. It's coming down the pack. I just want you to be aware of it. I feel like there's going to be pushback from X, other staff members, parents, whoever, whoever's making the decision. And I want your support. And this is the reason why I'm making this decision. And I think one of the biggest areas that they could build trust is that no matter what, when they're outside of their little meeting room, they need to be a united front and on the same page, right? You can handle the disagreement and how to handle a situation where you feel like you need to offer mitigating, you know, hey, can you not do that? Could you try doing this? You know, those conversations happen behind the scenes. But one of the biggest areas where trust breaks down really, really, really quickly is when the board knows nothing about a decision that a head coach is making and they have to field all the complaints. They're put on the back foot and there's no way in heck they can support their head coach because they have no information. Right. And the same vice versa. 
I mean, I don't think it happens vice versa the other uh, the, uh, the other way that often, but it has to happen, at, uh, you know, every once in a while. But getting to a point to where you are able to have open and honest conversations and both sides are willing to listen, whether you agree or not, you come together, you come away with a plan on how to handle certain things um, and ensuring that, you know, everybody's aware of all situations as much as possible. If something happens on deck where it would like didn't go right. The first thing that coach should do or that assistant coach should like if it's a if it's not the head coach, that other coach should be calling the head coach and the head coach should be talking to the board president and bringing the board up to speed. So in one hour, when everybody gets home, they're not fielding phone calls about an inappropriate or a really just bad situation that happened on deck, you know, and they're aware and they can go, we're aware of this. We're working with whatever the head coach to resolve this, we'll come back and talk to you later. Instead of going, what? He did what? I don't understand that. Cause that just that that reflects that you don't have a great relationship to your membership. How does that erode trust? That's a whole different ballgame, right? Yeah, the, the, I was I was asking a very broad question that one that I'm curious about. I think that people often think, you know, is, is, mm -hmm. is, is, are the problems, are they, are they mostly with the coaches? Are they mostly with the board? I think a lot of us who are on the competitor side and had relationships, close relationship with coaches, we think it's, it's the board. Yeah. The interesting thing that you said was that you do put this at the board's feet. The, the coach answers to the board the board yeah. has to lead mm -hmm. and, and leadership is not about being dictatorial. It's about being supportive and, and, and creating the best outcome, but you do put it at the feet of the board. I will say yeah. this though, I know some very, very, very powerful coaches, extraordinarily talented coaches, and I see them make decisions that are leadership decisions, and and I see boards eventually remove them, and um, I'm like, I know what. No one knows what really happened, but I like, I know what happened, and I'm like, yeah, that was a the coach dropped the ball. It's more yeah, than so, just what so they were the doing in the pool. So the coach made a decision they shouldn't have made. Is that what you're saying? That it, it sat with the board to make that decision? Well, it, it, in, in every instance I've seen, it's been that there hasn't been clear communication, which mm -hmm. is I'm doing X, Y, Z over year 2022. It's going to look like this. And we're going to be renting this pool for a little more money because that is a necessity. I need to be in this location. Yeah. And, and board members are what are you talking about? <laughs> they're right. finding out later. They're finding out yeah. three months later, six months later, it, it becomes very toxic. So, so here's, here's the thing. Uh, here's what I will say about that. So you are right. There's a lot of head coaches that feel like, well, everything centers around me because I'm running, I'm running the show as far as the swim team is concerned. Right. So I need what I need. Right. But the bottom line is they're not on the hook. If, a really bad financial mistake is made. If some, if they are overcommitted and financially unable to support the decision of making new hires without approval or going spending money on new pool space without approval, so let's just say a big financial decision, the person, like yeah, the the um, <laughs> the head coach can get fired, but the board is the one who's going to be on the hook if there's legal or IRS or um, whatever problems, right? And I think that's where both sides don't really take their role as a business leader seriously. And I know we talked about this before, but 
your board are your business leaders. They are on the hook for bad decisions and bad um, financial management, right? That is their edict as a leader of the organization, okay? It doesn't matter if it's a parent, you know? They're the ones that are going to end up in front of the IRS. They're the ones that are going to end up in the paper. Now, if that person, if that person really needed that money, let's just say it's because you need three new coaches, right? Then it's a, if they had had the discussion early and said, I'm really needing coaches, we're in a bad way, I'm stretching out the coaches that I have, I'm struggling to find good coaches, then you at least give the board and you a way to come together and formulate a plan. Is it going to happen on the timeline you want it? No. Because everybody needs time to reallocate money, you know, or, um, you know, make changes to your budget or whatever it has to be. There may be a time frame. They may have money sitting in a bucket they weren't going to use for something else that they can reallocate, right? And that's a change. It's just a process. Some coaches do that because they're, uh, yeah. They want the you know, answer I, I, they want. I understand that. I, I do understand the coaching perspective because they're 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 there all day long. They're standing on deck. Yeah. They're so invested. They're like, I'm yeah. I'm the one in charge. That I'm re I'm responsible for this. I'm responsible for these kids. Yeah, it's, they didn't um, ask for a change in responsibility and ownership of your budget, right? So do right. the adult thing and go. I want responsibility for my own hiring budget every year. I'm going to put in my hiring budget and I want to use that budget the way I want to use it. And then that is the discussion on how the board is going to lead and the board will go, yes, that's fine. So next year in 2023, 2024, whatever it is, we are going to give you a bucket for your hiring. If I'm just using this example through our conversation, right? So you're going to be responsible for your hiring and firing. You're going to own that. You're going to own that number and you have full autonomy to use that number as you see fit. Again, it's behaving like a business instead of just somebody wanting to go off and do what they want to do. Now, I firmly believe that that coaches should have full autonomy to make decisions when it comes to the swim team, right? But it still can't come in jeopardy of the um, club overall and their existence over time. You can't just spin them out. Not everything has to do with money, right? But you can't just spin them out of existence. I mean, there's only so much membership, right? So, um, but I do believe that the head coach should have full authority, but it doesn't go in isolation. It doesn't go behind the scenes. You still have to include your business leaders in on what you're doing. If you don't believe that they should have the right to manage whatever, then negotiate that as part of your responsibilities. Let's imagine. Maybe that... I'm too black and white. <laughs> no, 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 no. no I, I, I like black and white. It, it's we, we we learn from black and white. Let's just say that the, a board is on the right track, and there <laughs> and there's communication, and there's transparency, yeah. and there's honesty. Uh, if you're a business owner, you know that if you want to grow, you've got to take some chances. You've got to, you've got to have the latitude to screw up yeah. and everybody that's successful makes lots of mistakes. How do you, how do you get a, the coach and board dynamic to that place where they can, where they can, when they can allow an atmosphere like that, where yeah. you, you know what, we tried this, it didn't work. We were being creative. This, this failed. We learned from it. 
Well, I think there's there's a lot more work that has to happen up to that point, you know, pretty much what we already discussed. But I think when you do get there, that means that you do have a good working relationship with both sides of the house. And when you have a good relationship with both sides of the house, then you can have those more creative conversations, right? Then you can have that creative conversation that, I, you know, I want to do something different. And I've thought about it, and I but I haven't thought about it completely. And I'd like your input on how to do it. Right. And then you have, I call it the whole leadership team. It's not just the board that, you know, the head coach or the lessons director or the executive director, all of them are all working together to come up with a creative way to solve a problem, you know, or grow. Right. And that's going to be big in the coming year. So I think that, but the only way that you can get to that point is by doing the right things first right? You have to do what you say you're going to do, right? And I think accountability, you know, I, I didn't mean to skim over, but uh, there are so many boards that aren't accountable for their own work. They have their own issues, okay? So this doesn't all, you know, I'm sure I've had a lot of coaches that turn this podcast off already because of what I've said already. But I think that there's also a lot of boards that say they're going to do things and they don't. And it can be from apathy or a weak board, it can be from a board that doesn't have the right skill set. It can be a board that put way too much to do on everybody's plate. And there's just no way in heck they can get to it. But the thing is, is if you're open about that and transparent about that and say, you know what, guys, we're not going to get to these last five things this year, or we need to prioritize. We have too much on our plate. But by not being accountable yourself, then you're you're setting the tone and the pathway for everybody else because they see it. Everybody sees it. Nothing's done in, you know, behind the scenes, it, whether it's after the fact or, you know, as leading up to it. I think that you have to lead by example in being accountable there. And I think once you build that trust and the relationship to be able to have those conversations where you can say, I want to try something. And if I fail, let me fail. As long as it doesn't put the club in absolute you know, jeopardy, or you've got mitigation plans if you're really trying something big and spectacular, right? Um, that's the only way you're going to get there. You can't get there on day one especially if there's no trust between the two. You got to rebuild it. People who take accountability for their actions often are the highest performers. You know, they're, they are, they'll be the first to say, I failed here at X, Y, and Z. They're also usually the most busy. And they're the most busy. That's yeah. absolutely true. They're the most busy. Yeah. Uh, they have this internal thing going on where they have to perform. Yeah. Or there they take they're that 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 person in the relationship that's going to take every responsibility on their shoulders and then feel yeah. shame when they don't when they don't meet their goals. Absolutely, and I think that's just as unfair, right? So, and I think that there's so many boards where you have one or two people that do all the work, and again, that comes down to accountability. If you've got a board member sitting over there that likes to talk and doesn't actually like to come through, get rid of them. I don't care how scared you are about what this looks like to everybody else, right? I'll go back to the old adage. The worst thing you can do for your team culture is to watch those that follow the rules and do the right things. Sorry, is to have those that follow the rules and do the right things. Watch those who don't get away with it. 
So if the person is sitting in a board seat that's not doing anything, politely, in a nice way, ask them to relinquish their seat so you can bring someone on who can do the duties. I don't think anybody signs up to be a volunteer just because, I mean, again, maybe there are, but I don't think anybody signs up to be a volunteer that just wants to say they want the title of being president or treasurer, right? They usually intend to do good deeds, but sometimes life gets in the way. And there's nothing to be ashamed about the fact that, listen, I've also got my own nine to five job, and this is taking 20 hours a week. I just can't. I also have a family. I have kids who swim and play soccer and all these other different things. I can't do it. But what people tend to do is they hide and then they just don't deliver and don't deliver and don't deliver when that seat could be taken up by someone else or two other people who could actually deliver. And I think that, again, that spends back to the accountability. And when you have a head coach that's watching a board go board meeting after board meeting after board meeting, talking about the same exact thing and not moving forward. Well, how are they going to have any faith that you're going to support them? Honestly. So the, I'm the mean word, to both the sides. Word, <laughs> the word hide drives me insane because yeah. I've, I've, I've been in many board meetings across many organizations across, mm. you know, at the international level to the domestic level, the club level, I've, I've, um, I've, I've been in the room and, uh, and, you, and you're always trying to suss out, okay, who's done what this person's yeah. talking, but what have they actually done? They yeah. were supposed to do X, Y, and Z. It's not getting done. Yeah. And you can usually find out pretty fast. I like beginning board meetings with this was accomplished. I have not done, I've accomplished this, but I have not delivered yeah. this. Yeah. So we know you, so you can begin and you can say, okay, I, at least you at least know where you are on the map. Right. Absolutely. But again, the only way you can get rid of that fear is that you have trust around the table that everybody's going to be okay with you saying that I accomplished two things, but didn't accomplish three things, but this is how I'm going to do it next month. Right. So as long as you're making progress, everybody understands same thing for, you know, the coaches and the staff or any of the staff members, right? Just because they don't have a different nine to five job to go to, that doesn't mean that they're long days because they are long days. Let's face it. You know, the coaches work really long hours. They may have breaks in the middle of the day, but that super early morning and that super late night, I mean, it makes for a very long day and they put in a lot of time. Guess what? They're not going to get everything done. And if they do, you know, never mind, I was going to make an off-color comment. I was going to say they're probably on Adderall or something like that. But but what I'm what my point in saying this is that it's okay for you in any role to know that you're not going to get your, you know, 40-point checklist done every day, right? That comes down to prioritizing and prioritizing what matters and feeling okay in the moment to tell whoever that, listen, I've got it coming. I know I said I was going to be done by Tuesday. I'm not I'm not going to be done till Thursday, you know, and feeling okay in that moment. Again, it all boils down to trust. And if you can't have conversations back and forth where you both can say what needs to be said and you both can hear what needs to be said and understand it and come to some sort of agreement, even if it's a agree to disagree with a way forward, people are just going to hide or they're going to do things where they spend these webs and meetings where they're telling all kinds of tales and stories. And it's like, oh, it's just, it's all a, you know, it's all a, an illusion to get you to not look at, and it, it wastes time. <laughs> it wastes so much time. So 
It, it sounds frustrating. The yeah. uh, we are coming up on the new year, and yeah. this is—is is it your hope that everyone makes this resolution among coaches and, and clubs that they're going to build I, trust? And if they're going to do that, they they could always call up you and say, "Hey, Renata, you're sportsresource dot com. We need yes, to, we it, need help. We need help with our resolution." <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think. I think that that relationship piece is probably the biggest issue in all clubs. It's the, it's the root to everything that's going wrong, whether it's communication, whether it's work being completed, whether it's everybody being overworked because there's no consistency or structure to anything. I think it's a, a root to all those conversations because the board and the and the coaching staff or whatever that leader is is not working in tandem together they're working opposite of each other when they when ultimately they probably are working for the same goals they just have different viewpoints on how to get there right so i do wish that and i know it sounds really trite but i do wish that they would try to kind of get out of their own way and come together and say okay listen 2022 like, listen, hey, we came out of 2020 and 2021 coming out of that mess. And like, we really rallied because most clubs did, right? Because they both had a common view of, we got to keep the doors open and we don't know how to do that, right? So now they're back in 2022 and they've like kind of gone their separate ways because they have different viewpoints on how the organization should be led. So I hope that they can look back and go, okay, let's put everything on the table, I behave poorly. You behave poorly. These are the things I'd like to see um, for myself and for you. And both sides go through that process, right? And I know it sounds really woo-woo, but I think a lot of times if people were able to sit down and have that like breakdown conversation of like, I messed up, you messed up. Can we just like get over it, get past it and talk about how we're going to move forward? Because ultimately a coach just wants to coach right? They want to be able to coach to their best ability, which means they need certain things, right? And ultimately, a board just wants to keep the doors open, be financially sustainable, right? So how 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 do we get to the point to where those don't work together? So yeah, the, yeah, I think that for 2023, that would be my big hope is that they do kind of build that just kind of have that meaning of letting it go. Let it go. How do you go forward? The website is yoursportsresource.com. The founder is Renata Porter. I'm going to put this in the show notes so you can contact her. Do you have any closing thoughts? Because we're probably not going to talk again until it's 2023. <laughs> uh, um, no, other than the fact that I just like, I really appreciate the opportunity to allow me to talk about the operations. I know I can be pretty, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a love hate type of individual. People love my truth bombs until it comes their way. Um, and I'm just a direct individual, but I, I'm in here in service. So anybody can call me at any time. They don't have to engage me and I'll answer questions for them as best as I can, offer guidance for them as best as I can, because I really, really believe in this industry. And I think there's such a big gap in supporting the operational side of the business. And I think if we can get that done, the coaches will be happier. And I think the boards will be more productive and the club overall will have better successes. So yeah, there you go. So thank you for the opportunity to speak. That's my closing thought. <laughs>
You've been listening to the Swim Swam podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes every week. You can take Swim Swam podcast on the go by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform. Look for links in the description below and be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more videos as well.